Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. I'm so glad that you're back with me uh, to take a look at a very important subject called dating, single life, and premarital questions. Marriage is a uh, probably the second biggest event of your life after you have the first one is when you make your exit from the devil into God's arms through Christ. That's the first most important decision you'll ever make. The second is marriage, who you will connect with and who you will spend your life with. So listen up. So before marriage, before you step in here and say, I do, you want to make sure that uh, you do some premarital marriage counseling with your husband, okay? And if you're not in church and you haven't gone to church, you're going to start going to church, And you can go to the pastor, interview. That's a very good place for you to be. We need to look at some warnings here. You know, the story of Samson is a huge warning. And an angel shows up in such a magnificent way and demonstrates supernatural power and et cetera to get this woman's attention. This is God. And um, the angel downloads into her who she's going to give birth to and what his mission is and uh, different things about his life. It's a very spectacular event. And, uh, of course, the mother raised Samson to, to know these things and to walk out these things and to become these things, right? Because this was a call of God upon his life. And uh, God raised him up to deliver his people from the enemy. And he was very good at it, but he left the track. You know, like, a, like if uh, you were in a train on trails and it got deep. You know, when, when you feel derailed, you need to get back on those rails. Say, Father, forgive me, help me, right? And he's right there to pull you out of derail and get you on the rail, right? But Samson let go of the commanded life after a big length of time in serving God, and he embraced death. He went and uh, he became unequally yoked, unequally yoked, of the system, Delilah was the devil, and Delilah came and joined herself with Samson, and it destroyed his life. Samson's death was the result of this demonic relationship with Delilah. But he just wouldn't listen, and that's found in Judges 1 through 31. Samson just wouldn't listen to the conviction of the Lord, and he did whatever he wanted, and he paid 
story to me because he, he was loving God. He was created for his purpose. And now he came to his mother and before he was even born. And his emotions. His emotions. He loved him. And he had suffered a great loss in his love life. And it derailed him emotionally from the commanded life, and it derailed him into the arms of women. Never, ever. Belongs to the devil, which is So they, they took Samson and she told him. He wanted to gain monetarily from him. And she sold him to the Philistine. And the guys got his eyes. It's a really sad story, but at the end, Samson repented God and lost everything. But it ended, it ended before it should have. And it was because he went the wrong way and his So we need to be very careful what we do when our emotions are wounded. You know, we're to sit it out with God and not bothering. Let the comforter do his thing with the Holy Spirit. And he will comfort you and heal you and make you whole. And eventually, he will bring people into your life as they see fit. You know, we need to sit. obey God in our relationships so that it will be well for us and uh, embrace our time with the Lord, you know. So in single life, um, this is a season to be rooted and grounded in our Christian faith. As I have stated, knowing God in the Word, knowing God in, in, by His Spirit and how He leads and interacts with us on a daily basis. And we need to allow God to refine vessel. What was God writing the day you were born? What was he writing about you? Oh, you have brown hair, you have blue eyes. Your name is and you will be, you will grow up and be uh, a carpenter. You never know. You know what, what is God's plan for you? You'll never know if you spend time with God. Amen? But we need 
beautiful thing in 2 Timothy chapter 2, 19 through 21. It talks about uh, how God creates the vessels. Uh, in a great house, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified that means clean and pure, and meet for the master What's the master? Who would the master want to use your life for? What would the master want to use anyone's life for? Let me tell you that. To help other people. It's all about. You to your to the one he made. Uh, he made for you. And you can see that in Genesis two twenty one to twenty five. And you can take a look at Adam. You know, he formed Adam and uh, he set Adam in the garden and he had a relationship with him. And then he gave Adam his assignment to take care of the garden. And then He had a relationship with God. So we're going to have a relationship with God by knowing the Word and knowing His Spirit and communicating with Him and letting Him direct your life. Okay? And you're going to assignment. And then one day He'll bring the spouse. That's His model. How He did it with Adam, He will do it with you. Some, though, um, have a different call. The Bible tells us that some will remain single. Some remain single out of their choice or by God's. Let's read this. Matthew 19, 12. For there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb, and there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men, and there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. We know that Apostle Paul speaks on singleness in 1 Corinthians 7, 7 through 9. For I would that all men were even as I myself, but every man has his proper gift of God, one after this manner and another after that. I say, therefore, to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. But if they cannot contain, if they cannot hold back their passion from each other to be together, let them marry and then be able to express to be cast into eternal fire for being a fornicator, right? Let's read on. 1 Corinthians 7, 32-35 
But I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried cares for the things that belong to the Lord. But he that is married cares for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife, or if it turns around, or husband. There is difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she that is married cares for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. In this I speak for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely, and that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. You know, God might have you in a season of singleness to produce a work without distraction for him to help others. And he knows how long he has to keep you in a season of singleness just with For God to help humanity, you don't want a lot of distraction. You want to focus on God and what He's having you to do and to that. And let God bring that into your life when He's ready for that to come into your life. Because your life is not your own anymore. When you come into Christ, you surrender all to Christ. Now, I don't give all part of my life to you. See, that's not surrender. I'm not going to give you this much of my life. I'm not going to give you any of my time, or desires, or career, or different things. See, that's not surrendering to God. That's idolatry. And you've pushed God's commanded life to the side. So we need to be careful that when we come into Christ, we're surrendering all. All that we have all that we are, all of our dreams, all of our desires, our future, our present, our past, all that we have, we surrender to God. Okay? God might have you on that journey to produce something uh, just with Him. So we need to be at peace with God. Um, we need to, as we seek God, allow God to direct our life. God is supposed to be the director of our life. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not a piece of your heart or a part of your heart, but with all of you, trust him. Trust him. You know, when uh, if you go to the swimming pool and they have a high dive, Walking out on that high dive and you see that big, beautiful pool all around you. And it's got a lot of water there to take you when you jump off that high dive. You are totally trusting as you jump that the water is going to, you're going to go down and bring, go back up. That nothing will harm you. You have total trust that that pool has enough water. And that's how our life is supposed to be with God. We are supposed to totally trust in God. 
without reservation. It reads Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Don't let your brain get involved on some of the things he asks of you with your worldly wisdom, the, 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 the system's mind. You have left the world and now you live in Christ and you're submitted to Christ and you do as he says, okay? And so we're not going to lean on your own understanding that you learned in the system of the world. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he, God, shall direct your paths. He shall direct your journey that you'll have upon this life. Good night. Realeron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Realeron today at www.realeron.org.